We are not trying to convince him to heal anybody. Hmm? Why? Well, because if he didn't want to, there's none of us that are going to be able to convince him to. <laughs> if anybody's got a strong will, <laughs> that would be God. <laughs> and so we're not trying to go against anything he wants to do or trying to get him to change in any way. No, we're simply wanting to cooperate with who he is and what he always does. All right. And, and so what I want to uh, share with you for a few minutes tonight before we minister healing to those who need it is uh, how to get yourself in a position to receive. Amen. All right. How to get yourself in a position to receive. When you get yourself in the right place, it's done. Yeah. Amen. Because it's not again, it's not about trying to get God to do something. It's simply about getting what he is doing. Amen. About receiving what he has already provided, what he's already done. Amen. Uh, Mark chapter 1 and verse 40, it says, Now a leper came to him. Any lepers here today? Probably not. There are lepers in the world today. Uh, we don't see too many in our country, thank God. Uh, now a leper came to him, imploring him, kneeling down to him, and saying to him, If you are willing... You can make me clean. Then Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand, and touched him, and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. Don't you like that? As soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy, what did it do? It left him. Immediately the leprosy left him do you think leprosy operates kind of like other sicknesses and diseases that maybe uh immediately cancer left will leave a person yeah this is what's going to happen tonight when we minister to people uh immediately cancer is going to leave or immediately liver disease is going to leave or immediately you name it Whatever your problem is. Amen. Lung issues and problems. Immediately, they're going to what? Leave. They're here, but they're leaving. By the way, they're listening to us preach. (laughs) And getting nervous. Knowing that their time is short. (laughs) So you almost act like it's a person. Well, kind of. I mean, related. We know from the scriptures uh, that uh, these things do respond to the command of God's word. And that command is coming through us tonight. Yay. So they hear. And they leave. Okay, let's keep going here. Immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. And he strictly warned him and sent him away at once and said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go your way, show yourself to the priest, and offer for your cleansing those things which Moses commanded as a testimony to them. However, he went out and began to proclaim it freely and to spread the matter, so that Jesus could no longer openly enter the city, but was outside in deserted places, and they came to him from every direction." Now, now, let's think about this for a moment. This guy had leprosy. We're, uh, in our culture here in society, we're not uh, too familiar with leprosy, typically. But it's a very 
horrible disease. And uh, it's one where people would lose uh, and do. I say they would. There are people in the world who still have this today. Um, uh, but they lose sensitivity in different areas of their body. Okay? In other words, you might be going around and you can't feel your foot. Or you can't feel your ankle and your foot. Well, what happens if you can't feel your foot and your ankle? Well, you could easily be walking and step into a hole break your ankle and never know it hmm so then you go along walking on your broken ankle what happens after a while with that how many know that can <laughs> that gets kind of bad yeah and and so sometimes people would lose some of their uh their uh digits and and their toes and their and and even uh more than that they could lose these different things it was a uh, it was a very uh troublesome and horrible disease for a person to have okay and so if you're in a very bad situation maybe you've lost some body parts due to surgery or due to whatever uh, and you've been greatly limited in your life because of a a particular condition uh, you can relate to this probably to some degree Uh, this guy had it bad okay leprosy was a very nasty thing and uh, these people what was even worse than this because of this disease they had laws concerning those who had the disease. And so not only did they get physically maimed, and, uh, and of course, they didn't look right, and so that draws attention, and it makes life very inconvenient. Uh, because of laws, they were not able to get around other people because they didn't want other people getting the leprosy too. And so basically when they came into a place, they had to yell out. They had to cry out ahead of time. Um, basically, they, they, they'd yell, unclean, unclean. How many know that kind of ruins your social life? <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you hate that if everywhere you went, <laughs> not only did you have a T-shirt or, <laughs> you know, had the hat on unclean, uh, but, but you had to yell out. So everywhere you go, people clear out. All right. You th- <laughs> You thought someone changed seats before because maybe you didn't smell good. Uh, why is everybody leaving me? I mean, think about it your, your whole life. I mean, everywhere you go, everything you do, you had to make sure that no one could get close to you. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty, uh, pretty bad way to live. And so this disease was um, incurable, or at least naturally incurable in their day. And uh, how many know sometimes, I don't know if you've ever thought about this, Sometimes that can help. Now, I don't want anybody to die, but, I, but I'd just as soon lay hands on someone and minister healing to someone who was incurable than someone who was just kind of testing it out, and if it didn't work, they had a, they had a, a plan B. You know how that kind of works sometimes? Well, I'm going to go try that out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give, give the Lord a try and see if I can get healed. Uh, but if that doesn't work, I'm going to keep my appointment. I'm going to keep my medicine. I'm going to have this surgery. I'm going to do whatever. Plan B hinders plan A. Amen. And that's why sometimes a person, when they have been uh, given the final report and all hope is lost... It actually turns out to be a good thing for them because they can rely completely and totally upon the Lord and there His power is. Amen. Amen. Not checking you out, Lord. 
not dipping my toe in the pool. I'm jumping in with everything I got. I'm, I believe God that it'll be exactly like you said. Amen. And so that was this person's condition. And uh, uh, I find it interesting that the first thing this man did, you know, he, he came to him, but he, he, came, he came kneeling. In fact, why don't I just back up? Did you notice that he came to him? The scripture said there, there in, verse, in verse 1, the leper came to him. You think that's a vital point in our life today? Uh, is going to him. Now, now, let me break that down a little bit. You say, well, yeah, it's important that people go to God. Yes, but sometimes it's important that people go to someone that God is using. Too many, I know that anyone can receive. The potential is there for any person to receive healing no matter where they're at in physical locality. You can receive healing in the home, in the car, in, uh, in the mall, uh, because God's everywhere. But I know this, that a whole lot of people are not going to receive in the car, in the home, in the mall, because they simply don't know what it takes to receive. Oftentimes they need assistance. They need help. That's not a negative. That's the way God set it up. Okay? But sometimes when people don't go to, they don't ever get. And they say, well, bless God, if God was going to heal me, he can certainly do it anywhere. Why, nobody's not going to. That's not how, that's not how that works. Amen now. The leper could have stayed home and said, well, you know, if God wants me healed, I guess he'll, get, I guess he'll heal me. No, but he took initiative and said, I've heard about this Jesus preacher. And he's going around, and apparently there's, there's an anointing on his life to get people healed. I'm going to go there. Do you think that affected the result here? <laughs> totally. It changed his life. He got healed when he wouldn't have been healed if he had not gone to someone to get help. Amen. Well, I think God can heal me anywhere. Again, we're not talking about what God can do. <laughs> not God could snap his fingers and, and make everybody a billionaire, <laughs> make everybody have the, the physique of a Mr. Universe or Miss Universe, <laughs> if you want that. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? The ability of God is unlimited. This is about us receiving what God can do. Amen. And so sometimes, though we can say God can do it anywhere, though He's in all places and He's everywhere, oftentimes, many, many times, people have to go to someone who knows how to get them healed. Go to a place where God is moving. Amen. That's why sometimes being... Being in a church that tells you, well, you never know what God's going to do. That tells you sometimes God's using sickness and disease to perfect you or to teach you something. All that's going to do is kill you. All that's going to do is hinder you. It'll never make you better. You'll never get closer to God as a result of it. And you'll never be healed. Say, well, God's everywhere. I know, but He works through people. So, again, notice this, that, that the leper came to him, imploring him. He even knelt down. What, what does that signify? Do you, see, do you see humility there? 
He came to Jesus, and he didn't came boasting about how much he knew, about how much he had done. Look, Jesus, I am so-and-so, and and quoted all the scriptures he could to him. Let him know that he, you know, memorized uh, the Pentateuch, and he could quote the, the, the blessings and the cursings, and, and, and let him know. No, no, no. You go, how many understand that if a person is is wanting to receive help or receive something, they shouldn't position themselves as one who comes proclaiming everything they know and everything they've done. Amen. Because if everything they know and everything they've done was so grand, why didn't it get them healed already? I'm telling you, coming with a heart of humility to learn to understand, to grow, to adjust, to even admit at times that we're wrong about some things, I'm telling you, that's a person God can use. That's a person He can minister to because they are in a position to receive. They're not in a position to state their case. Well, bless God, this is what I know and and this is what I what I believe, and, and no one's going to talk me out of it. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> we can believe whatever we want to believe. But if we're in a position where we need answers and we need help, I encourage you, humble yourself. Amen. Amen. There's not a person in here who knows everything. <laughs> you know, like we say sometimes, there's not a person in here. In here uh, it's all of us. There's not a person in here who's right about everything. Amen. If you thought you were, you're not. <laughs> it's like the woman who was praying for, uh, you know, Mr. Right. She found out his middle name was always. <laughs> Need, needs a little humility, right, to, uh, to understand how to receive and how to grow. And, and so let's make sure that we're humble enough to do things God's way. And say, why do I say this? Well, I have experience with this of trying to help people who want to just declare again and again how much they know. Because if you start telling them something that they've heard before, well, they know that and they want to finish the sentence for you. And quote all the scriptures and, 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 and you want them to act on something and do something, but they already know about that and so they don't really want to listen. How many know you can't help a person like that? A person who wants to argue. Now, if someone has legitimate questions with a heart of humility, those are acceptable. Amen. But we, we, what we're talking about, those is getting in a position to receive God's best in our lives. In the New Testament times, today, the day in which we live, how many know God is in a continual place of giving to His children everything they need? He's not withholding. He's not keeping back. He's not withholding any person's healing. Never does He do that. He's not holding back someone's healing. Amen. If we think that, how many know we're, we're kind of stuck in a bad place again? Because now it's God's fault, and how am I going to muscle God? <laughs> no, I need to see from the New Testament that He is in a continual open-handed position, pouring out His love, His mercy, grace, healing, power, His provision, everything that we need in life. That's just the continual position that God is in today. 
Amen. And knowing that, how many know that's one of the very first and most important keys to being in a position to receive? Okay. And so he's always in that position. And so our, our part is simply to get in a position uh, to receive what's coming from him. All right. If there's a continual flow of God's grace and mercy and blessing toward us, I want to get in the right place. Anybody understand what I'm saying? Uh, let's see here. We're going to make this, this, uh, this water here. This, this is what God's pouring out after I take a drink. I'm blessed. Thank you, Lord. But if this is the way God is at all times in our day, and He never stops, what do I need to do? God, why don't you help me? Lord, why don't you bless me? I know this is making some of you nervous. <laughs> but all I need to do is get here. If God is a giving God and He's merciful and gracious and loving always, at all times, I just need to get right there. How many know I could be in the right meeting but be... You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I could be in the, in the place where I went to him in a meeting like, like this or others. But I could come in. You know what I'm trying to do here? You got another glass? <laughs> How many know I can come in like this? And it's like... Well, yeah, God's trying to get it in me. <laughs> but it's just kind of around me. It's kind of bouncing off. I, feel, ooh, I, I felt that. That was good. Woo! Glory. <laughs> Glory. But I want to position myself to receive. Yeah. To let all that He is and all that He has go in me. Amen. And in this case, we're talking about His healing power. I want it to go in me and stay. I want it to go in me and reside in me to where God's healing is bigger than any problem or any disease that may have affected my body. But again, I'm not working. Here's God. (laughs) I'm not working on the giver. I'm just getting in the right place to catch it. And God doesn't run out, by the way. (laughs) The majority of what we're talking about is a heart position. It's not necessarily a physical location. Although I do want us to understand the physical location sometimes comes into play because by ourselves, we're not getting it. By ourselves, something something isn't quite clicking. And so going to a place like this, going to someone like us who know God, who know His love and His grace and His healing mercies that are available to all, sometimes going in that physical way can be the, can be the solution or a uh, big help to the problem. 
But again, we want to come to Him. We want to come with humility. I know there are certain things that we should believe. Do you know that what you believe affects everything in your life? Everything you do is affected by what you believe. The fact that you are present here today uh, indicates that you believe something. Now, it may have been as as real low level, like if I don't go, so-and-so is going to be mad at me. You know, someone drug you. It may be real low level. Others, it's I'm here today because I believe that it's the right thing for me to do. Some come, I believe that God, and you may have come this way, that God can heal me. Some have come uh, believing that when they show up at the meeting, that God will heal them. That their, their sick days are over. And they can't, you listen, that's a good thing. But, but understand, what you believe about everything in life influences what you're, what you're going to do. Influences your actions, your thoughts. And, and tonight, uh, we want to focus our belief, okay? What, what do we need to believe? Well, first, we simply need to believe that God can heal us. We need to believe that God can heal us. You know, there's a scripture. In fact, I won't have you turn there, but uh, in Matthew chapter 9 and verse 28, it says uh, about this blind, this, uh, blind guy, uh, it says, When he had come into the house, the blind men came to Jesus, and Jesus said to, the, uh, said to them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? And they said to him, Yes, Lord. Do you believe what? That I am able to do this. I think most of us are beyond that point. But it's vital that we believe, yes, God can do this. Yeah, God can do it. Well, the doctors have said that it's incurable. Well, good. We don't care about that. I don't care at all. The doctor said this is going to take a while to get better. I don't care about that because we're operating on a higher principle. I'm not a doctor. If I were, I would pay attention to that <laughs> and give you medical instructions and prescribe medication and th- that kind of stuff. Cut you open, tear things out, put things back together. <laughs> That's what doctors do. Thank God for the part they have in helping people. That's not what we're doing here. We're operating in the power of God. It doesn't matter how small it is or how big it is. It doesn't matter if, if you've never heard of anyone with your condition before. Sometimes people come with that. I'm one, they said I'm one in a million. Fine. Now that makes you nervous when you're in the doctor's office. It makes, doesn't make us nervous here at all. Zero. I have zero anxiety about that. <laughs> Why? Because I'm not a doctor. I am a vessel. That God can use. And with Him, there are no limits to the ability of His healing power. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Someone said, but they don't know what it is. I've seen many, many people get healed of I don't know what it is. I mean, doctors searched. They ran tests. They did this. They did all kinds of things. They could not figure it out. And in a matter of seconds, 
hands were laid upon a person and whatever it was is gone. We didn't even have to diagnose it. Yeah. So, well, why not? Because we're not a doctor. <laughs> but Jesus is the healer. And he lives in us. And we're coming to him. Amen. And he's just using people. His power flows through people. Thank you, Lord. I don't know about you. I'm starting to get excited already. I'm not even, not even finished with this yet. <laughs> we never see, how many understand, a time when Jesus would turn people away. Well, that, that comes into, into, into play with this second part. We need to believe that God can. Secondly, we need to believe that God will. will. That he's simply willing. God is a willing God, willing to heal all who would come to him. And again, if we look through the New Testament, how many understand? We don't see Jesus telling people, that's not my will to heal you. Like this particular example here, the leper said, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me whole. You can, you can get me fixed up here. And what did he say? He said, I am. You know, we never have a record of someone saying that to him. They said, Lord, if you're willing, you can do this. He said, well, nah, I don't really like you. <laughs> huh? Or he, he, never, he, never, he never would put people off and say, well, you know, uh, your healing's for a specified time. It's like six months from now. Then you'll be healed. In the meantime, learn something from it. I know preachers say that today, but Jesus never said that. Huh? There's a lot of false doctrine that says that, but Jesus never said that. Amen. He is not saying to anyone here tonight that you're going to be healed later. <laughs> no, we're talking about the words of the Master. He said, I am willing. And I tell you, He changes not. Hebrews 13, remember, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. And so does God want, want you well? Absolutely, He does. You know, that's one of the reasons why some are unable to position themselves for healing because they just, just simply don't know if God really wants them well. But I want you to know He loves you so much. He wants you well. Amen. Here's another one. Number three, you not only need to believe that God can and God will. Ready for number three? Believe that God has. Believe that God has has now in the new testament days these these bible days what i'm talking about matthew mark luke and john that wasn't true he hadn't already done it but we have first peter chapter 2 and verse 24 which tells us that by his stripes we were everybody say were were healed all that's doing is Peter, he's pointing back to the cross, pointing back to Jesus hanging there. And he said, that's when it was done. He has already forgiven us. He's already healed us. It's all taken care of. The work of redemption is done. So not only believe that God can do it, that God wants me to be well, I believe he's already made me well. And all I'm doing now is positioning. Say, if God already made me well, uh, why aren't I well? Well, that's a good point. Why aren't you? But it's just like forgiveness. Why isn't the sinner saved? 
if Jesus already saved them. It comes back to receiving again. Amen. I want to position myself to receive. How do I position myself to receive forgiveness? I say, Lord, I'm toast without you. Lord, I am a bad guy. I have sinned. I've come short of your glory. I call on your name. I believe Jesus paid the price for my life. I receive you. What? Receive you as Savior and Lord of my life. Position. I did it God's way. That's why it's hard for some people to be saved. That's why, that's why that language is used at different times. That's why the road is narrow to life. Broad is the way that leads to destruction. Narrow is because you have to come, uh, and it has, you have to come His way. Everything we deal with God in needs to ha- have Him as the foremost um, person as to why and how and everything we do. I- I'm doing it His way. Like the proverb said, there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end is death. I don't want to come to Him or approach Him on my terms. Lord, you're going to have to do it this way. You're going to have to do it. No, I don't come demanding that, that He uh, cooperate with me. I'm coming to say, Lord, I need help. I come on your terms. I come on the basis of your love, not on my goodness. We come His way. That's a heart that's in position to receive. Amen. Okay, so we believe that God can. We believe that God will. We believe that God has. And so for all of us, spiritually now, from a positional standpoint, it's already done. That's why I said from the beginning, you don't have to get God to do anything. He's already done it. It's, it's a continual flow. It's a continual pouring out of healing for all today. So what am I going to do? I'm going to get under that flow here's number four here's what I need to believe God can God will God has number four I receive number four I receive that's all I'm going to believe I'm going to believe that I receive isn't that easy and this is almost too good to be true I'm just going to believe that what God can do what he wants to do he already has done that I receive it I believe that I have it now. Where's that point going to take place? Well, in this service tonight, it's going to take place when we uh, lay hands and minister to, pe- minister to people's bodies. At the very moment that hands are laid on a person, what do you believe? I believe that I got it. I believe that I have it now, that it's mine. I don't believe that I'm going to get it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna leave the front up here and say I believe that God's gonna heal me. No, that you missed point four. Now, this is a vital point. I could take time and show you many scriptures on this, uh, but it's a vital point that we not ever push it off into the future because then we're acting like either God can't or He doesn't want to or He hasn't. But if I believe He can, He wants to, and He has, then there's nothing else for me to believe future down the road somewhere that it's going to happen down the road i'm just going to believe that i got it amen isn't that easy i just believe that i receive my healing so how do i how do i do that 
well, that's it's it's no problem at all. Uh, if it hurts to move it, move it. <laughs> Are you listening? Why would you do that? Because of what you believe. Your believing causes you to act. If it hurts to bend it, bend it. Amen. If it hurts to eat it, (laughs) they said, I can't eat this anymore. Depends what you believe. Amen. Say, do I really need to do something? Just... It's just about positioning yourself to receive. When you believe you receive, the natural response to that is doing something. If I believe I'm well, then I'm going to act well. Amen. And so that's why we like to do that. Say, what if it's, uh, you know, what if it's a tumor? I can't exactly move it. (laughs) Go check it. If it's something that you're able to check, if we lay hands on you and you have, say, uh, breast lumps or something, tumors, and it's something that's physical, you immediately go to the bathroom and check. Why? Because you believe that you got it. You believe that you received it. Amen. What if it's nothing I can diagnose? Believe you're well. Go back to... Go back, let them do their checkups, and get the picture of it. Get a video of their response. They got those little high-def video cameras now. It's great for testimonies. Uh, Doctor, before you give me the report, would you mind if I just video this? (laughs) Amen. We're just simply talking about positioning ourselves to receive. I like the fact that Jesus moved with compassion towards this man. He didn't move with sympathy, sympathy where he just felt bad. He moved with compassion. Compassion moves to change the problem. And I tell you what, the Lord and His continual flow today, it's a compassionate flow. It's a merciful flow where He wants all of us to be enveloped in His goodness and in His mighty power. Thank you, Lord.